Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi everyone, this is Barb Crowley and welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil. Today we have Dr. Shelley Kerr, the author of Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life, The Transformative Power of Genealogical Regression. Shelley is a world-renowned past life regressionist from Dallas, Te Dallas Texas, who received her PhD in parapsychic Parapsych uh, sorry about that, science from the American Institute of Holistic Theology in 2001. For two decades, Dr. Kerr has worked with thousands of people around the world, helping them achieve greater peace and happiness in their lives through genealogical regression, a method she developed combining energy work and hypnosis. Her method has been endorsed by numerous leaders in the field of consciousness, including near-death experience pioneer Dr. Raymond Moody and Dr. Brian Weiss, a leader in using hypnosis for past life regression. Welcome to the show, Shelley. I'm so glad to have you here. Barb, thank you so much for having me on the show. Great, thanks. So now tell me first how you even got into hypnosis and regression, um, past life regression and reincarnation. Yeah, it's um, been a childhood kind of a thing. Um, I grew up originally in New Mexico, and then we moved to Colorado Springs when I was a kid. And during that time, there was a really famous past life regression book called The Search for Bridie Murphy that was written back in the 70s. Remember. You yeah. remember? Yeah. yeah. I, know, I know you're in Colorado, too. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. people may not yeah. realize, but that the lady and the hypnotherapist were from Colorado. And so my right. mother was actually at a luncheon and met her. She bought the book. And when I was a little kid, Barb, she brought the book home. We yeah. read it, talked about it. And I don't know, the minute I heard about the idea of reincarnation, it just felt like the truth to me. Mm -hmm. And then years later, as an adult, a friend of mine was killed in an accident and I started seeing his apparition everywhere. And after this wow. happened, you know, kind of over the course of several years, somebody finally said, well, my gosh, actually, I was living back in Denver at the time. And somebody said, maybe you need a past life regression. And my experience is, you know, there's a hypnotherapist on every street corner over there in Colorado. So <laughs> yeah. it's very easy to find someone. And I went on this past life regression and it totally changed my life. It helped me understand, you know, that we're all on our own path, that, you know, I could see this trouble from a different perspective and I just let go of it and it mm -hmm. changed my life. And so I said, I have to do this for others. What part of it changed your life, though? Did you see a past life that freed you up, or what part of it? Yeah, there was this, I don't know, you know, like when you you have regret about different things, and you go, wow, I wonder if I, if I would have, could have, should have, maybe this person wouldn't have died if I had been there, or this oh, and that, yeah. and you yeah. carry that kind of stuff around, and it's kind of human nature, and so after, this had been going on, like, for about nine years by the time oh, I had finally cool. had a regression, yeah. Yeah. and just, I saw that we had known each other in previous lives. Um, he had left early in other lifetimes and that it was all part of some bigger picture and lessons and learnings. And so it just made me go, oh, wow, okay. I, th I think I can let go of this now, you know? 
Right, right. Which oh. led you to? <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. It just led me to, um, well, gosh, it's such a long story. Um, even also while I was in Denver, I had had um, yeah, kind of like not an accident, but I had a near-death experience. I mm-hmm. started hearing that there was something wrong with my heart. I was not going to live much longer. And one night I just oh lifted God. it up out of my body. I'm in the light. I was told to go back. And then that's when I started having healing energies in my hands. Mm-hmm. And I ended up coming back to Texas. I went to school trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Um, I started having an awareness of things like, you know, running energy and and placing a hand here and watching, you know, healing energies like move through the body. It was totally outside of my actual current life awareness. Um, yeah. And so I had to go take a lot of classes and figure out what was going on. And then this just led me to more and more study. And then I eventually started working with clients and I still you know, I started, I guess it was really when I was in the light, I, I started having this understanding that it's one thing if I like verbally can take you through a process and we can talk things through, that's wonderful, but that there's still an energetic component of mm-hmm. memory that's stuck in my energetic field. So if I can send energy to you while we're doing that, then that can really pick that energy up and move it. And a lot of things can be resolved yeah. and new energy can come to myself and others. And so uh, I just began doing that for other people a long time ago. It's been over 20 years now. Which well, is- yeah, I see <laughs> the parapsychic science, um, the PhD in parapsychic science from the American Institute of Holistic Theology. That's quite a, a lot, a lot yeah. of study. It's a, it was a study of like energy medicine and different things like that to, that really helped me kind of um, come to some kind of understanding of the things that I had been experiencing in this strange altered state. Right. So it all brought it all together for you and made you be able to use it? Yeah, it helped me to, I, I, yeah, I just had to have some kind of framework through which yeah, to yeah. put this all I together. Back, I went back and took classes. I used to get psychic kits and it was just... Fractured is the way to put it. And then I had to go to take classes to put it all together, too, to have a foundation and an understanding of how to do it, to control it rather than just have it psychic hits, what I call it, just, you know, randomly, you know, come in. Yeah. So I did the same. I understand exactly what you're talking about with that. Yeah, and don't you think your clients and stuff benefit from you oh, having definitely. a better understanding of what right. we're, you know? Definitely, yeah. And I had to go from empath to using a neutral, a neutral um, method, really, to read them. So, yeah, it, it helped them tremendously, but most it helped me tremendously. <laughs> so, yeah. That's it how did. it works, yeah. Yeah, it did. So you were doing regressions, and then you, um, were you taught or did you just learn how to move that energy while you were doing regressions. I took during this time when I was on this, like I'm taking every class I can get my hands on um, different energy healing classes. I also took uh, neuro-linguistic programming and hypnotherapy courses. And then I had some friends who had a hypnotherapy school for a while. So I took all these different classes, but I never really resonated with the traditional hypnotherapy. Um, I just started this, this knowing again of just taking people through this guided imagery to get them into those spaces where they could access their past lives. And so I kind of started doing my own thing very, very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I guess the class is just maybe more to put some foundation on things. 
And then what would happen is, you know, people are coming, they've got an issue normally. That's why, I mean, some people want to come because it's interesting, but most of the time people have an issue. And so we're going to go back to the source event, whether that's in this life or whether that's, you know, in the middle ages, but intuitively there would be times when I'd be, I'd be like, you know what? I don't feel like we're quite there at the source yeah. event in the past life. And then that's how I started developing this new process of this genealogical regression. Well, actually, I have to say it's new to the public, but I've been doing it for, you know, 15, 16, 17 years. Right. It's just right. stuff that I had never written about publicly before. And now that I have, I, I find that people are really seem to be resonating with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can see that because there is, um, I've, I've done past life and sometimes I walk away with, there's something more. There's, uh, you know, I didn't quite get rid of it. There's something more. So this is pretty fascinating to me. But tell me about it now. Um, the genealogical regression. Tell me exactly so, what that is and how you do it. When the client's there, I'm really helping them through guided imagery to go wherever they need to go to transform or let go of this thing that they're trying to let go of. So if we've already gone into the past lives, then I'm going, okay, wait a minute, we're not there yet. There's something that's not getting completely to like the root issue. Then I'll take them into a space where they can meet with the higher self of mom and dad. And mm -hmm. so mom and dad can be there in like a spirit form in, as a soul. So that, you know, if we didn't get along with our parents, we're, we're talking about their soul. So they're kind of a benevolent, higher level being, and or if they've crossed over into spirit, that's okay. But we go in there and we say, hey, mom and dad, you know, let's talk about anything that we need to talk about right now. And so during this time, I, it's not, somebody was asking me on another interview, like, how did I even think of this? I, I don't really know. It just seemed like I should have them ask mom and dad, hey, is there something in the family tree that needs healing right now? And if mom or dad says yes, then we go, okay, great. So instead of taking them back to that past life, we take them back. But what they're going to experience is almost like remote viewing on some event that happened to their ancestors. So we go in the place and I'll say, okay, so who is this? And they'll say, well, that was my great, 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 great grandfather. Okay, great. Well, what's happening? Well, normally um, it's traumatic normally, or it's at least bare minimum unpleasant normally, because that's why we're having a challenge. So we just sit we go through like, okay, what's happening? Let's bring some energy. And we kind of send light and energy healing to the event. And we'll just stay there with them until the client can sense that things are feeling better. They're feeling lighter or brighter than they were before. And then that lighter energy then can be brought forward in time through all the generations, through all the ancestors between that early time and today into the parent. I have them notice their parents feeling better and then feeling that they too are feeling better. They can extend that to current family members who are living as well as we can go out. There's exercises in the book to take us out to the future generations wow. with this idea that, you know, when, as you know, because you know, uh, when we change even a little bit, we don't need a big breakthrough, but just even lightening the load just a little bit helps mm -hmm. us to show up as a more peaceful being to everyone we're encountering. And then our whole life can change, you know, for the better. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you need to know the specific problem to go back? Let's say, you know, somebody comes to you and says, I don't know what the issue is. My life doesn't work or, you know, something like that. Or I'm just curious. And then you stumble 
onto something. Can it go that way, or does it have to be a very specific thing that they're they're coming to you for? That's actually such a great question, Barb, because normally they want to write me a 10-page letter. Um, <laughs> and all the things that they list in that that letter or whatever will be drawn back to that one main issue. And so if they don't know, or like you said, that does happen to, or they're just curious, sometimes right. really major revelations can come up. I think it gets into that whole you know, law of attraction or not being too attached to things and the way we expect things to show up. I mean, you just never know what can emerge um, when people are more open. I would probably prefer that actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because then, yeah, they're just more open to the possibility of what they might uncover. Absolutely. So, no, we definitely don't not have to know. And Again, they might see the five or six things they thought they wanted to work on and realize, oh, my gosh, you know what? All those things are related to this other one thing because it's all kind of tied together. Do you have to know the ancestor? Can it be so far back and you don't know these ancestors? Yeah, they don't really know the ancestor because we go back so many generations. And, you know, these days, because people are so fascinated by Ancestry.com. I mean, theoretically, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not a past life regressionist who thinks that it's important for us to go research my life in, you know, the medieval times or whatever. But with this, theoretically, people could go back five or six generations and have a visionary encounter with someone. And then they could theoretically probably go out to Ancestry and see if they could dig up the research to back up the thing that they saw in their guided imagery. But no, um, I've only had one client who had some photographs of people that she had talked to me about before the session. But during the session, she never saw any of them. She went so far back that it was definitely people she didn't know. But there's also a guided journey that I put in the book because I put all of these exercises in the book so readers can do this themselves, where Mm -hmm. we can go, you know, meet with an ancestor who most wants to meet us for some benefit to our future healing or knowledge. But again, it's no, it's normally not anybody we know. Now, let's say if if I go back five generations and I have someone who was coming over from a different country and the and the ship went down. So would I have a fear of the ocean and have no idea why I'm afraid? Would it be something like that? You know, that's so um such a good point because theoretically that is actually possible and there are actual scientists, unlike me, ta-da, um, real scientists, Barb, who <laughs> yeah. are starting to do real Those engineer charts. people. <laughs> yes, those engineer, yeah. left-brainy people um, who have actually proven, like there are studies that I cite in the book, for example, that they studied um, the ancestors of the descendants of people who were in the Holocaust, and they could prove clinically that these people had anxiety and depression because they were descended from those individuals. And so the other piece of research is that the uh, also real scientists are starting to understand that about 50% of how we're showing up in the world as ourselves is directly brought in, believe it or not, from our DNA. And they're actually starting to prove that. So I'm sitting here going, OMG, okay, I've been spending all these years working on past lives. 
And now I'm saying, wait a minute, I better be spending some time on my ancestors too, because that's got to be a soul contract. And, you know, to your point, it's, it's just very important that people, I think, you know, at least pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. So do we kind of, does it get stuck in our energy field or in our bodies or both? Yeah. I mean, it certainly could be stuck in the energy fields. Um, Again, it could be, it it doesn't have to be negative, right? I mean, it could just Mm -hmm. be feelings that we're having. One of the case studies in the book that I really love was about a woman who was kind of having a, I don't want to say it was a midlife crisis, but, you know, we all are doing our little activities and then we're going, should I really be doing this? Her Mm -hmm. and her entire family, she came from a family of nurses. And so sure enough, she travels back to an ancestor in the Civil War and she just has this total epiphany about the fact that she really is meant to do this. And this is wonderful. Wow. You know? And I think it's because that's was kind of an example of something you know, positive that comes from it. Because I think we are picking up these impulses, whether they're good or bad, or these feelings, or like if it was a fear of the water. I mean, that's, it's mm-hmm. possible from what I've seen. Yes. Yeah, and then yeah. you might hunt in your past lives and go, well, there's nothing wrong here. And then that's when I would have to say, well, let's go try this other route and see if we can get to the bottom of what's really causing these feelings that you're having. Um, you know, I, I want to take a break now and, and then I want to come back to this because I have so many more questions. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to ask our audience to please hang on. We're going to come back and we're going to further investigate Um what our ancestors have laid on us. <laughs> Take a break now and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. One thing's for certain. Life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What's the difference between leaders who achieve exceptional results with ease and those who struggle to keep up? Tune in for Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. You'll discover the simple practices that are making the biggest difference to a leader's success today. You'll meet leaders who are bringing out the best in their teams. You'll gain practical strategies to lead yourself and others to high performance with ease. Leading on Purpose airs live Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. 
To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, we're talking to Shelley Kerr about her work with genealogical regression, which is past life regression that is going back and healing your ancestors, which in turn will heal yourself. And she's talking about her book, Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life. And we were just talking about some of the things. She was just telling us about a nurse um, that she had worked with that went back and could see that her ancestor was a nurse in the Civil War. And this reaffirmed her life life choice. And during the commercial, I was cheating a little, I have to tell you. Um, I asked her what would happen if she went back, if, if her client went back in time and realized that her choice of nursing was not her wish or her life choice, but was her ancestors, and she was carrying that out. So I had asked her about that. So, Shelley, if you can tell us about, you know, when when the choice isn't yours, but it's coming from your ancestors. That's, um, this is a really other wonderful nuance of what can happen, because really anything can happen. And so in this particular case, um, there were a couple issues that brought her to me in the first place. One was she had migraine headaches. They weren't horrible, but they were, you know, just one of the things, because people would say, hey, here's several things I'd like to take a look at. And then the other piece was about this, you know, well, I've been a nurse for a long time. I don't know if I should keep doing this. And so you're right. I mean, obviously we could have taken her back. We went back into some past life stuff, wasn't getting to the bottom of what we're dealing with. And so she had mentioned to me, yes, that she's got nurses in the family. So I took her down the mother's side of the family. Her mother was a nurse, her grandmother was a nurse. And then we went back several generations and she went very vividly into the Civil War battlefield where there was just, you know, blasts and just trauma and her ancestor was just very selflessly serving others. And in this case, I guess she could have said, well, I don't want to do that anymore. That's hers. That's not mine. But in her um, perception of it was very emotional. And she just thought, wow, you know, this is amazing that I'm a part of something like this. But the other piece Mm -hmm. was that these cannon blasts and things like you were talking about during the, the beginning of the show, you know, that can start to chink away at the energetic field. And so that was part of what was um, kind of contributing to these migraines. So when she came back to, um, you know, her waking consciousness, let's just say, she felt that this experience reaffirmed that she did now choose to continue in her profession. But certainly um, we all have moments where we're going to have to choose or figure out, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Do I like doing this, et cetera? And so this, these kinds of methods, either they're, you know, the past lives, we can go find out gifts and talents that we've had in other lifetimes. And certainly we could then, you know, identify things that, like you said, maybe this is about the relatives and I don't need to be doing this anymore. <laughs> and so that's why it can be so transformational. I mean, even having her say, I am going to do this and I'm going to be doing it, you know, joyfully and happily. I mean, that's a huge benefit. That's probably a bigger benefit than even getting to the root of the migraine, just because I feel like we do struggle a lot in our lives with trying to figure out what to do, or at least I do. So, you know, anything's possible. 
How was her hearing <laughs> after yeah. having glass around her and all of that? How was her hearing? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It was like said. It was almost. It was just so emotional and so shocking. But by the time we get in there and we're sending light and love and just doing a lot of work on those regards, you know, she was feeling pretty good when she left the session. Oh, good. And and she immediately feels a kinship with that ancestor. I mean, it's not, is it, um, I'm looking at someone who I logically know is an ancestor or is it an emotional connection? It's very emotional, which is kind mm-hmm. of weird. I mean, you're having some people, well, you know, this as you know, in the work that you do that some clients, mm-hmm. some people were either, you know, very visual people or we're more touchy feely people, or we're more auditory. So you know, not mm-hmm. everybody has really profound visions of these things, but uh, you know, a lot of people will see mm-hmm. the scenes play out. Or sometimes, if they can't see, they might. I say, well, what is what does it feel like's happening? Or what do you hear? What are they saying to you? And so, however it is, they get the information. Um, the one thing that is common, regardless of how they get the information, is the undercurrent of the emotions that they're feeling about what their ancestor was feeling like. So a lot of times, um, you know, I'll just have to wait, say, hey, we're going to send some light here. Let me know when this feels better, when it, it's lighter, brighter, or it feels better. And then and that's kind of how we're making the change so that by the time they come back from that, um, they're feeling better. Even if it's just a little better, you know. Yeah. Have you had any go back and um, not like their ancestor, you know, and have a kind of a negative experience where, oh, my God, I'm, I'm carrying out something, you know, that I don't like that person and I don't want to be doing this work. Have you had anything like that? A negative experience, I guess I'm asking. There's... I well, in a negative, that wouldn't be a negative experience. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about like, you know, in this work, I, I had written a book many years ago about people who told me they were cursed. Mm-hmm. And so this is going right along into this ancestral stuff as well, because, you know, there's that saying that the sins of the father are being replayed on the son. And so maybe we're you know, we are paying for the transgressions of the forebears and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So in some case studies, I mean, people believe they're cursed. And so, you know, there's case studies like that in the book as well, where I take them back. And so maybe the person did do something really ghastly. In one case, the one that I think of that I thought was a pretty interesting story. I think that when we think we're cursed by the ancestors, um, we assume it's negative, but this was another one where the guy went back and um, he saw an ancestor who was of one religion and he was trying to, you know, date this woman of another religion and the father mm-hmm. got mad and cursed the family and it didn't work out between the two of them. But this cursed energy, this, let's just say this thought form of negativity got drugged through time. So it wasn't oh. the negative thing that I think he was expecting when he went there once again. Sometimes I think we're expecting the worst and maybe it's really not as bad as we thought it was. Mm-hmm. So we went through this whole process where I said, well, why don't you go back there and on behalf of him, apologize to this person who cursed the family and let's see if we can just apologize. But the person would not accept the apology. Wow. And so we had to then go through this whole exercise, which I talk about in the case study where we kind of 
just imagine that we can just maybe have them not meet at all. You know, it's kind of like we're just going to change history a little bit and then bring that energy forward. So So you can go back before the incident and actually erase the incident. I normally won't do that, but yes, if it's going to help bring some lighter energy, yes, Mm -hmm. you can do that. What kind of impact can that have all the way through? (laughs) Because that will change a person's life and then their descendants' lives. In theory, I mean, I guess it gets into that sci-fi paradox about, yeah, kind of you weird. Know, if my yeah. grandfather isn't born, then how am I going to be here? Um, it's, I don't know how to explain why it's not exactly to that level. We're just trying to lighten an energy around something. Mm-hmm. And so we I don't really take that. it through any scenarios. Mm-hmm. We're just asking for a lightening of energy through the family tree. Mm-hmm. as a result of this incident not occurring. Yeah. Now, can you see, um, now in coming back from, let's say, that ancestor, can you see all the different ancestors before the person you're working with? Um, can you see it lighten up all the way through? Do you visualize that? Yeah, the... Guided imagery in these processes will say, let's say we go back five generations, then we're going to put light on that. And then we're going to imagine that that light gets extended forward through time from that earliest time that we visited all the way forward, up, 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 all the way into the present day. And so we're kind of just sending love and light to all of the ancestors and family members between that earliest time and the present. And then until the person actually starts to feel this, oh, okay, I'm starting to feel a little bit more relaxed or a little bit more, you know, lighter than I did before. And this will go out to the extended family of the person that you're working with. So to the cousins, to their kids, to siblings. All yeah, the that. siblings, the aunts, yeah. the uncles, the grandparents, the cousins. Right. And then we say, okay, now to, you know, my kids' kids and their kids. And we can, there's different... In the book, I break it up into like different exercises that the reader can try. But during a session, yes, we can certainly progress that light and just see it. Just even if we don't go into events, we're just seeing it move off into the future. Just mm-hmm. knowing that, you know, we've made a, a shift that's going to benefit everyone. And do your clients come back and tell you, oh, my God, my aunt changed completely, <laughs> you know, or anything like that? That they can see it not only in themselves, but in the people around them. Yeah, they said there's a, what happens a lot of times is like, um, I do a lot of cord cutting with people where we're imagining whatever this, I call it an unwanted influence is in front of us. We're going to cut the cords, let it go. And so when we cut cords with different things, there's one exercise in the book where we meet the ancestors all of them. We cut cords with them and then we let them go. So this invariably will cause people who we haven't talked to maybe in years to reach out and talk to us by telephone. You know, yeah. well, my cousin called me. I hadn't talked to him in 10 years or oh, okay. let's work yeah. today. And everybody was like really nice. I mean, not that they're not nice before, but they're like extra nice or, you know, they just right. start to see little things. It's very subtle, but yes, definitely. And if they're, you know, I remind people to pay attention to these things and then you know, a lot of times they'll get a hold of me and say, wait a minute. This happened, yeah. <laughs> Something nice is happening and I'm liking this. What's up? What are you? some of your wildest uh, case studies? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> the ones that even stunned you, let's say. 
I guess I'm going, my first book that came out in past lives was called Lifestream. It's the one that Brian Weiss endorsed and Raymond Moody back in 2002. Mm-hmm. So there's right. a case study in that book um, that is still one of my favorites about a woman who she had been an alcoholic mm-hmm. and she was coming to me to help let go of these tendencies. She wasn't really drinking, drinking when she was seeing me, but she was trying to make sure that she wasn't going to go back to that kind of a lifestyle. So normally I'm very positive and I like to keep it very positive, but unfortunately um, some of us, you know, we don't change without a little pain, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. is unfortunate. So I do a lot of work also. I kind of alluded to that before, but um, that book and then my other book, Meet Your Karma, I have people go out into futures. So we go into the past, we clear unwanted influences, and then I have them project out into a future event where they're healthy, they're happy, everything's wonderful. And so, um, and then when they do that, you know, then whatever trouble that they had, they can let that go. So there's another aspect to that where I can have them go out to, you know, choices that exist in the unified field. So one choice is that it is a choice to be happy and healthy and whatever, whatever. So that's where I normally want people to go. But in this case, I I thought we're going to have to show her exactly how challenging this is going to be if this behavior ever reemerges again. And so she went out to an event in the future, and she saw that she had actually uh, killed a family in a car accident as oh a result God. of her drinking. Yeah. And then in the other life, it was just very happy, and all these wonderful things were happening. So, you know, we brought her back, talked to her through, and then, you know, many years later, she mm-hmm. came up and said, That just, that was it. Really? That was it. Never again. And happily married now, wonderful citizen, you know. She chose the happy road. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Do we inherit addictions when you go back looking at ancestors? Do we inherit? I know there's some DNA with that, but energetically, is that there? I think it's got to be there. You know, if you had asked me that even even 10 years ago, I probably would have said no. I, I hadn't, you know, the genealogical regression work that I've done, I've I mainly do past lives. And so mm-hmm. for all these years, this was kind of a tool I would pull out of the toolkit once in a while. And so as I move into this next phase of my reality over here, um, mm-hmm. and because so many people are contacting me about this kind of work now, I guess I'll get a chance to see that. But I feel like based on the scientific research that we talked about at the beginning of the show, it's got to be that we're energetically carrying that through. They, they even know, you know, that addictions run in families. They say right. that, right? But it's also got to be on that spiritual level as well. So I, I definitely think that this kind of um, work and acknowledgement of some source event could definitely be of use. I mean, mm-hmm. the things that I'm talking about here, of course, haven't really been proven in a laboratory, right. but I still think, right. you know what? They're worth a shot. You know, this is mm-hmm. non-medicinal um, attempts to get to the root of things to help right. in addition to all the other tools that people need to get through the challenges of life. To me, it's worth a try, you know. Mm-hmm. Have you tried it all, though, going back to, let's say, somebody who, in this case, had an alcohol problem, and you go back and realize it's coming from ancestors? Would it be the emotional impact, or could it be physical? It could be. Um, I've seen cases like that, and it really has to do with, like, um, 
with different kinds of addictions, there's usually some trigger that caused, let's say, the ancestor or even even a person in a past life um, to do that in the first place. Maybe they started right. drinking because of it. They were depressed because someone died or maybe they were injured and they were in pain. And so they mm-hmm. had to start in with the alcohol to ease the pain or, you know, there's usually an actual logical reason why this gets started even if it's generational or past lives. And so just getting to the core of that. Sometimes also I think it can help a person get into more of a mindset of compassion towards the ancestor or towards, you know, we need to have compassion towards everyone, really. I mean, we're doing the best we can out here. Life is not easy. And people get into things. It is what it is sometimes. And we just send a light of grace and compassion can be very, very helpful. So if if somebody in a past life has been a murderer or suicidal or something like that, would those tendencies come through? I know I'm getting more into the genealogical, you know, the um, the actual DNA kind of, you know, hardwired thing. So, you know, have you ever seen anything like that? I haven't seen real murderous stuff like what you're talking about. But, I mean, again, because of the studies and because of the Mm -hmm. things I've seen with other things, I would believe that that would be possible. Absolutely. Right. So people who have circular, what I call circular thinking of, you know, negative thinking or whatever, could that be released? I think it can be. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. I believe it can be released. You know, part of the, part of the ability for this kind of stuff to actually work Mm-hmm. is that the client has to believe in their journey. And so I have to spend a certain amount of time getting them to believe, mm-hmm. you know, in the fact that, believe it or not, yes, everything is possible. This can happen, yeah. So when we come out of these altered states, you know, a lot of times people go, whoa, that was weird, you know, whatever they just saw. Right. Do you believe in, like, if if we go out to that happy place in the future, a lot of times I'll say, well, okay, Barb, so what did you do to get there? Well, I first I read a book and then I went to the seminar and blah, blah, blah. You'll tell yourself how you got there. Mm-hmm. So when you come out of the session, it's like, okay, are you willing now to take the first step towards that and the second step toward that to really move into this new right. reality of where you actually want to go? And if you believe in that and you actually take action toward that, then I think that all kinds of transformation is really possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Um I want to take a break, but then I want to come back and talk about your course. One thing I do have to say that I have seen in reincarnation or in reading past lives that people are neutral, and yet they feel the lightness or they feel the release or they feel something different. And as neutral as they are, it's like, well, I didn't believe coming in but I'm feeling different going out. (laughs) So I have to agree with that. But um, let's take a break now, and then we'll come back and talk about the courses that you do that you actually bring people through. So we'll be right back with that. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. One thing's for certain. Life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit avierthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. 
You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you have executive function challenges? Actually, these are a lot more common than you would think. These challenges include time management issues, organization, planning, focusing, memory, and problem solving. If this sounds like you, you'll want to check out Focus on Success. With Fazia Costi, you'll hear from professionals that offer advice based on their expertise and provide solutions to improve your life. Focus on Success can be heard Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. We're talking with Shelley Care, Dr. Shelley Care, who has written a book, Ancestors to Heal Your Life. Um, no, I let me back up a little bit. I want to jump right into the question. So, um, heal your ancestors to heal your life. And we've been talking about this. And I wanted to ask you, what does that mean about being indebted to your ancestors? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think a lot of people do feel they're indebted to the ancestors. There's different cultures around the world that, that do venerate the ancestors and pay homage to them and things. You know, I, again, I, I don't know that I was thinking about this. I'm not one that goes out on Ancestry.com and looks at all this stuff. You know, I have cousins who do that, though, and I'm grateful for yeah. them. But I, I think, you know, the more I do this work, the more I think, you know what? We probably are indebted to our, some of our ancestors. I mean, I can't mm-hmm. even believe that people survived, you know? Right. When right. you think of all the hardships that people go through, um, it's kind of, to me, a miracle that people survive at all. And the fact that we're here now, <laughs> I, know. I mean, I figure, you know yeah. what? I probably do owe them something. I mean, even just taking a moment though and sending light, it's, you know, it's the kind of thing that you're giving to someone, but yet, you're, uh, you know, you're really benefiting from it yourself because it's mm-hmm. helping the people who send light to the ancestors. So, right. But I don't want to get hung up on I'm indebted to them. But again, like I said, I guess I, you know, we are. They got us here. Yeah, <laughs> they got us here. I, I read a lot of people that are, are really caught in their culture. They can't seem to get free from their culture. And, and um, the family-centric 
and what they, especially women, what is expected of them, and they can't seem to break out of that. Could this work help release them? Um, they're, they're from two mindsets. One part of them feels like they have to be there and do it mentally. But then again, it's, it is a caught. So is, can this work release them from feeling so now here indebted, you know, that they owe um, their lives really to their culture? Wow, that's a great question. You got good questions, Barb. This is incredible. <laughs> um, I think that there's a lot of interesting interplay, as you know, that goes on in the human psyche, in the subconscious mind. And, you know, we are such complicated beings. Like we're all of the energy that we're bringing in from our past lives, plus whatever we've decided to work on and learn in this life, plus now mm-hmm. apparently our ancestors. Yeah, so let's yeah. say someone was really tied to their family and really caught up in the ancestral stuff. There's, there's that aspect where they might say, I really don't want to be so tied to these ancestors or to my family, but yet at a subconscious level, they still are. So at some point, those two things have to kind of get in alignment with each other. Do they really want to do that? And, or did they make a contract in the past? Like one of the things the book gets into is vows and contracts. We made a vow in the past, sometimes maybe the past life, maybe in the middle ages, I made a, I I like to just use that as an example, but Mm -hmm. maybe I made a vow in the middle ages. Right. It's one thing or, and, or did my ancestor make a vow or am I indebted to them? And that way we could go back and clear that. But yet, um, again, we would have to want to. Like, Mm -hmm. I've had cases of, I think it was in my book, Meet Your Karma, of a woman who, you know, she had made a vow to never have children. And so she was married now. She wanted to have a kid. She didn't realize this was a problem. So now she has to ask herself in this current life, do I really want to have children or I don't want to have children? If I don't want to have children, there's nothing wrong with that. Then maybe Mm -hmm. I don't declare this vow. But if I do, then I need to go back in the past and make a decision to clear it. And I think it's really one of the biggest challenges when working with people is trying to identify, like I, I teach a lot of healing classes and I'm always trying to tell the healers, you know, we are not in charge, mm-hmm. you know, we want what's best for the person. And yet we can't always get in there and figure out what it is that their soul really wants unless we, you know, really get into the, the past and have them explain that. I don't, I don't think people widely understand themselves. So if it's an alignment, I think it's possible, but sometimes those could be very complicated soul contracts or vows that those people are engaged in. And I don't know that it's always going to be possible. It is possible again, but it's choice. Yeah. Yeah. So are we choosing to take, to take on from our ancestor or is it just downloaded into us? Oh, wow. Or is it both? (laughs) Probably both. I mean, you know, like, I guess when I was first getting into this, I was told that, you know, our lives are made up of the choices that our soul made and the things that we chose to experience. And some people don't really want to hear that. Um, I kind of liked it because I thought, okay, that means that if I've totally messed up everything, then that means I can choose to do something different and I'm going to try to make this better if I, you know, messed up some things. Mm -hmm. On the other side of the coin, though, now that we have actual scientific evidence, I'm starting to think that, you know, a lot of this is we're just showing up like this. Certainly, though, I still believe in soul contracts. And I believe that we right. as souls are choosing 
at least some of the things that we're going to experience here before we arrive. We choose our families, we choose friends, we choose learning. Yeah. So I, I think it's some weird interplay, but it's far more complicated, Barb, as you know, than <laughs> maybe we even understand. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, on this side of the veil anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So speaking of the veil, yeah, I don't feel yeah. like the human being can fully understand itself in this in this body. I think we're all having these conversations, which are really very important conversations to have. But mm-hmm. even the stuff I do, I'm telling people, I don't know if any of this is real. Uh, I can't <laughs> say that yeah, this is, yeah. you know, I I hope that this is helping people. I feel that these are things that have worked for me. I hope they help others, <laughs> but I have no proof of any of this. But as we were talking through the commercial, another cheat thing, you know, we were talking about how um, when I've done some past life regression with people, um, they're released. You know, they're absolutely released. So no matter what we believe, we're seeing evidence walk out the door where uh, these people are released from a trauma or from a, a, you know, a habit or something, that really the release came from the past life, acknowledging that past life. Now I'm talking past lives, not so much the ancestors, but I don't want to, I want to ask you about the memories in the future too, you know, going into the future um, and how you, you gave us a little bit of an idea of how that works, but how can you have memories of the future? Because we are taught here that this is a linear situation that we're involved in on planet earth but as we really know at the soul level this is not linear all things are happening simultaneously on different dimensions of reality and so you know the future is up for grabs and yet it's filled it really is filled with infinite possibilities Mm -hmm. so the norm is um in Livestream, my book Livestream, or Meet Your Karma, there's there's exercises in there. They're going to take the reader out to the happy place in the future where whatever stuff we came in here with today, there's problems, there's challenges. We looked at them. We understand where they came from. Now we're going to go out in the future where all of those are resolved. We're living our soul's purpose. We're having a wonderful life and all is well because that place exists and everyone can find it and everyone can say i'll say what year is this they'll say oh it's 2023 okay great where are you oh i'm doing this and that and how do you feel you know and they'll say oh wonderful okay great so you know what else is happening and they can really in great detail they can notice what's happening and a lot of times i will meet with these people some years down the road and they go oh my gosh it happened you know Again, wow. if they believe in the journey and if they will at least take action. I think the other big challenge in the metaphysical arena um, that didn't get helped much by the book, The Secret, is that people are starting to think that if I just think about something, then the universal manager is going to put a lightning beam in my living room and it's going to miraculously appear without me doing anything. I mean, we still have to right. take action, you know. Mm-hmm. And so there's still some aspect of responsibility and action that has to happen. But miracles are possible. Mm-hmm. So now you have both the book out, which is fabulous, but you also have an active course so that you can, people can work with you to, um, to go through this whole process. So it's not only that they will come to you, but they can take your course and work through these um, issues, really. Well, I hate calling them issues, but I don't know another word. <laughs> With the ancestors, 
and, and bring this freedom into their life and go back and visit with their ancestors. So talk a little bit about your course. We only have a few minutes, but I wanted to get this in. Yeah, I, um, you know, in the book, I have all of the processes that people can do. And I remind readers that you could, especially these days with apps, you could actually sit down and you could record yourself and then you could play these processes back and you can go through these exercises Mm -hmm. and receive this transformation. Some people would like to work with me. Um, I do some private sessions, but my calendar is really packed. So I want it to be also very affordable. So I also during the pandemic, I started an online school. So what this class is, um, I have recorded all of the processes. We're sitting here just like, you know, on a video and I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to read these things with them and talk to them about it and take them through every single exercise in the book. And so it's kind of like we're sitting together. It's on their computer. And so people can check that out. And then it's just a little bit more affordable than a private session. But it's, you know, if people don't feel like, oh, I can't record this or this is too complicated. But a lot of these exercises, you know, people can just read them over and even just do them in their minds. So mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty straightforward for the most part. I like to be guided through myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Have you had anybody come back from the course and say, oh my God, I, I, I experienced this and I don't know what to do with it. Have you had any of that go on? Um, well, let's see. When the, when the book first came out, I had, and I'll, I'll advertise it again here pretty soon, I think, for In the about summer. one minute, to be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the answer is, well, they have epiphanies, yes, but nothing that they, can, they weren't able to get through. Oh, okay. So it's nothing that kind of leaves them devastated at all. No, no, yeah. no. Because no. it's because the exercises are designed to, you know, put people in light, white light, and then really take them into an experience and fully out of an experience. Mm-hmm. And and I do want to add in here, your spirit is also very active in this, and isn't going to drop you into something you're not going to be able to deal with. Exactly. Yes, yeah. we we go through um, an exhaustive process. I don't mean exhausted, but um, you know, putting <laughs> light around, and we're going to meet with a loving guide who's going to accompany you. And so it's very, very relaxing and very, very easy in a sense. Yeah, I wanted to go through one of the um, exercises, and we ran right out of time on that. But um, you can get uh, Dr. Shelley's Carr's book. Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life, The Transformative Power of Genealogical Regression, really any place you buy books, right? But also, would you go through on where they can get hold of you and get the course? Sure. If they go over to my website, it's pastlifelady.com. And then on that website, there's a book link that'll take them to the books. um, And there's a link to my online school, which is at healingarts.com dot mm-hmm. and then there's a facebook fan page yes right? past life lady yes and, um, and then of course you're on oh you're on youtube though so yes you i have through? past life lady channel on youtube there's processes on there as well oh that's great that's great and of course instagram and twitter and would like you to our listeners to um 
to like us on these? <laughs> yes, please. Okay, great. Us. Uh, Jelly, thank you so much for being on my show. And it's been fascinating. I really love this. And I'll be doing some of your exercises. Oh, so that's great. Great. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Barb. It was a joy. And I just wish you continued success. Thanks. You too. You too. And thanks for being so accessible to all of us. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.